Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. The busier life gets the more data that we're receiving day on day. And sometimes that can overwhelm you. And sometimes that can make you just take the path of least resistance. When you're eating, you might be like, oh, I'm too tired to cook. So I'll go through the drive-thru. And that will cost you more money and it will cost you your health. Maybe when you're traveling and you never do this, you know, oh, I need to get some local currency and I forgot to and I'm at the airport and I exchange money at the airport and it costs you 30% because you're getting screwed at the airport because that's easy. So planning in this busy world is more important than ever. Today on this FinCon bonus episode, we're in the lobby of some big hotel in Orlando. I'm with Chris Hutchins and he's got an international podcast. It's based out of the States and it's called All The Hacks. Chris, welcome to My Millennial Money. Thanks for having me. It's good to do this. Yeah. So we're just talking hacks and I wanted to more interview you about some of your favorite hacks or what you've seen some of your listeners uh, write in with things that they've done that you've talked about. I'm going to share some of my travel hacks because I told my team some of my little travel hacks and it changed their world. Uh, I travel a fair bit, as my listeners know, and it's just picking up these one percenters that can make a huge difference when you're in a different place, both with your money, but more so to make life a little bit easier. So let's get into the episode. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're an old hand, sit down, shut up. You know what to do. You know what the deal is. Uh, But of course, if you are new, welcome. And if you want some more resources to get into your life, I've got the book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. You can get that where any good books are sold. And thank you to everyone who's read that and left a nice review online. All right, let's get into this episode right now. So, Chris, tell us about maybe your background first, because I like to set the scene where people are coming from and their angle. What's your background? When and why did you start All The Hacks podcast? Yeah, it's a bit of a mismatch of random things. So, when I was graduating university, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, I was like, oh, I need a job. And I didn't realize that you were supposed to get a job before you graduate. So, I started asking people and you know, someone said, oh, work in banking. That's the best job you can get. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'll work. In- I didn't know. And I started working in these careers that I didn't love. And my challenge was, I thought, oh, man, if I'm working in a career uh, that I don't love for the next 40 years, it's going to be miserable. And I thought, I need to find a way to save enough money that I don't have to work in a career I hate. So it took me down this path of, I need to optimize my life so that I can save more money. But, you know, I was surrounded by professional young people with jobs. I didn't want to sacrifice the happiness I had in life. I didn't want to not travel. I didn't want to not do things. So I became obsessed with creating spreadsheets and learning as much as I could to optimize all these areas of my life so I could live the life that I wanted to live, but so that I wasn't, you know, lavishly spending money that I didn't have. And I wanted to be saving. I wanted to be planning for the future. And it took me you know, I worked in banking, I worked in consulting, uh, I took an eight month trip around the world backpacking and spent all the money I'd saved. I came back, I worked at a few startups, I started a company, I sold a company, I worked at Google, like I've done a bunch of stuff. And then finally, you know, every time I was at dinner, every time I hung out with friends, they all say, tell me this, tell me your latest cool thing you've learned. And then during the pandemic, I wasn't doing that. And people would email me back, hey, I want to hear all the things like we haven't had dinner in a while. What are all the cool stuff? So I was like, Maybe I'll just start a podcast where I have a platform that I can just share all the ways I'm optimizing and upgrading my life, my money, my travel, my relationships, everything. And it very quickly became something that way more people than my friends were listening to. And I just, sometimes it's me. A lot of times it's, let's find the person who's the most dialed in on something. Could be travel. I just did an episode on the person who's the most dialed in on how to throw cocktail parties. 
Wow, like, that's a hack. Yeah, you know, he's like, don't throw dinner parties. There's so much work. Throw cocktail parties, make them two hours, kick people out. You get all the relationship building, the excitement for like a tiny fraction of the work. So like, that's what I love doing is learning all these little ways to make your life better. Um, and ultimately so that you can also save money and invest for the future. Yeah, I've, I've got this theme and I talk about it in my book and in the next book that's coming out. It's about compounding the little one percenters in your life day in day out year in year out and i've done it in my business and just picking up these little efficiencies just the little things you know i'll give you a great example of yes. one we're in this hotel yeah i think this is still true but a lot of big hotel chains will give you bonus points if you turn down the uh housekeeping yes you say hey don't you know it saves them time it saves them energy so i always book a room with two beds sleep in one for a couple nights, then sleep in the other. It's like I got housekeeping, but I actually turned the housekeeping down and got my points. Little tiny thing, yeah. but like I'm getting free points and I'm getting clean sheets because so, I got two beds. Well, let's go, let's do some practical travel hacks then. So when you're traveling in hotels, number one, if you join the, so we're staying at the Marriott. Yep. And in the States, they charge you for Wi-Fi usually. If you just join Bonvoy or whatever, it's usually free. They give Wi-Fi if for no cost. So Vince, who we're traveling with, he's like, I'm not paying for bloody $14 a day for internet. I'm like, dude, just join Bonvoy. There's no cost. And free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. So there's that. Um, when you're paying for your hotel and booking it online, never pay for a late checkout online. Always ask them a couple of days before you check out because usually they'll do it without charging you. They'll give you an extra couple of hours. Yep. And then finally, this is what I told my team, when you're going internationally, take one power adapter and take your power board. Yes. Or what do you call them here? Power strip. Surge protector, power strip. Yeah. 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 Is it power board? And yeah, power yeah. board. Yeah. So like I told Rach and Nathan like, oh, change our life. Like, so just a real, like little efficiencies. I also in my suitcase carry a roll of electrical tape because you never know when you need it. Yeah. Just for little things. Uh, when we were staying at the Airbnb in LA, uh, the aircon was on and it was causing the uh, the blind every now and again to hit against the wall like a. Ah, oh, so annoying. Well, I was sleeping, so I got up, got a bit of tape, taped it, just little bits of tape, taped it down, done. Or if you ever have one of those hotel rooms where the blinds don't perfectly close and there's like a slot Ugh. of sunlight, tape would work there. The other hack, get the hanger. You know, some of those hangers have clips yes. on them. Use the hanger with the clips to clip the, the like blinds together to keep the sun out. Yeah. Or if you're flying in somewhere and your airline gives you this uh, eye mask, just throw that in your bag. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. I love keeping those those things. Yeah, so plugs, everything. I, I don't sleep with a um, an eye mask usually. But at the Airbnb in Beverly Hills, there was like so much light in the room. I'm like, I left Qantas, the plane, and I'm like, I'm taking this just in case. Uh, so do that. I always travel with earplugs because the cheap crappy ones that you get on the plane usually aren't nice. I get the plush um, cream color ones from the pharmacy. I travel with them. Yep. I might as well just spurt out my travel hacks. Yeah, just go for it. Um, because I wear glasses, I always carry a second set in my bag. I've got a, a, a Toomey backpack. It's got lots of little pockets because I travel quite a lot. The big side pocket here, there's an extra set of glasses in there. Uh, in a case, there is a toothbrush and like a just one from the aeroplane, the little kit. And there's a whole heap of like different USB cables. I always travel with uh, two iPhone chargers. Uh, I travel with two um, of the Bose headphone cables yep. uh, because they've got different things. I'm I all know. about redundancy. Uh, and this, when I was young, I did cubs and like scouts and their whole thing growing up was be prepared. So that's grilled into me. Since I wear glasses, I've also got single use day um, contact lenses because I actually have um, had issues where I forgot my glasses or whatever, but I travel with um, contact lenses in my bag as well. I like all these. I also have my medication and stuff that is mission critical in my backpack and I don't check anything mission critical. 
Oh, I try not to check anything. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I'm traveling for a month, so I need a bigger bag. We did eight months with a carry-on backpack. I know you got business stuff, you got gear. It's mm. not always possible. But I the the hack for checking things now is throw an AirTag, an yeah, Apple AirTag. I've just in done it. that as well. And yep. um, I've seen people find their bags. This one person uh, I know had this, it was so sad. His daughter had her little backpack. They were forced to check it and it had her like prized blanket in it and it got lost by Lufthansa and they said, we can't find it. And he looked at, at AirTag was in it and he's like, nope, it's in this part of the airport. And he had a fr- he'd already gotten back to the States. They lost it. He had a friend in Germany go to the airport, show them the AirTag thing and they went and found the bag. Mm. So like, if you want to know where your bags are, throw an AirTag in it. Um, I just watched this crazy YouTube video this morning that they even tracked the, you could track your bag in the sky when it's traveling, if someone in the airplane is on the Wi-Fi and has a cell phone. So Yeah, so just how that works, everyone, the Apple tags, they use everyone else's iPhone as the mesh network. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyone with an iPhone anywhere near you is going to be able to help locate your product or your backpack or anything. So also when traveling, any other practical travel hacks? Yeah, so a couple things. You mentioned always bring your power adapter. You carry a toothbrush. When you're at a hotel, most hotels have power adapters, toothbrush, razor, shaving cream. They used to put all that stuff in the room, and the nicer the hotel, the, the more likely it's in the room. But if they don't have it in the room, they probably have it at the front desk. So if you forget something, you can always ask the front desk. But when it comes to hotels, the number one travel hack that I've shared and that my listeners have gotten value from is if you're booking a hotel, and it's the kind of hotel that has nicer rooms or has a restaurant, book the hotel directly with the hotel's website. So if it's a Marriott or whatever chain it is, it doesn't matter. Book with the hotel. Don't book on a travel agency website or one of these other you know websites. Book directly with the hotel. Email the hotel after you book. Say, hey, I just booked my reservation. Here it is. I'm really excited to stay with you guys. If you're celebrating something, let them know and just let them know you're excited. And then follow up to that email a couple days before you arrive. If you can't find the hotel's email address, go online find the phone number, call the front desk and say, hey, can I get an email for the front desk, the general manager, someone? Send that email. I would say it feels like 50% of the time listeners have gotten free amenity. They get a bottle of champagne. They get some food sent up to the room. They get an upgrade. They get a breakfast vouchers. They get free parking. They get all kinds of crazy stuff. One listener got their in- initials. They were on their like a anniversary trip. The initials of her and her husband were embroidered on the pillows in the hotel room. Wow. Personally, I would have taken the free champagne over embroidering pillows, but uh, that has been the best hack ever because, you know, who doesn't want a free upgrade or free food or free anything? Uh, I would say on that hack, booking direct, I thought you were going somewhere with it, but you went a different direction, which was awesome. I go direct for a couple of reasons. A lot of the time when you're doing lots of travel, things always don't go to plan. Now, if you've got an issue with the booking or you need to change, if it's direct with the chain, you can call them, they'll sort it. If you're using like cheaphotels.com forward slash savings, it could be a freaking nightmare to because they're the agent. Yes. It's and a mess. You, that's Especially right. with airlines. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, airlines I never book via like kayak or um, you know, Webjet in Australia or anything like that. You might use that as your filter to look at options, then go back to the mother website and book direct. Now, a couple of things. There's a website in the States called Skiplag. Have you heard of that? Yep. Love it. I used that once. Almost got screwed. Because you checked a bag or? Nope. So the premise, everyone, and it's really good. So I'll give an example. If you're flying, where are we? Orlando, you need to get to LA. You dial Orlando to LA direct, for example, make a number up. Might be $600. Skiplag, what it does, it will game the system and you might say, I need to fly to San Francisco and that flight is $400, but it stops in LA. And you just get off the and plane. you just get off the plane. Unless you check a bag. Unless you check a bag. So you can't check a bag, but get this. If you're going to use skip lag, you've got to make sure you're on time and not last on the plane. Do you know why? Because they force you to check the bag. If there's no room in the overhead. Yeah. They, they- put the bag underneath. Yeah. At the last minute at the gate. And you're not getting it. Well, because I was going back to, I was going to Austin from Dallas, which is not a long flight. And it was like the San Francisco skip lag thing. We were running late and I got to the plane. There was no room to put my bag. And I looked, they looked like, where's your final destination? 
and the ticket, my boarding passes, said San Francisco, but I was skip lagging and getting off at Austin. Actually, it was Nashville to Dallas, sorry, got either way. And I said to the guy, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I need to get off. He's like, by law, I've got to put your destination on your handwriter on the bag to check underneath. It was only luckily that he used his discretion and was like, all right, sweet. So he just hand wrote on the thing um, where I was skip lagging. Wow. So you just, and that's another little hack. Like you said, if you've got a bit of carry on, get to the line and get on the plane early so you can got, so you've got room for your bag because you don't want to get late. You've seats guaranteed. If you get on and there's not enough room, you might have to take your bag right to the end of the plane, put it on there. And then when it's time to exit the plane, you've got to wait to be last on so you can walk back to the end of the plane. So I'll usually jump on and get my seat to guarantee the bag space. And if you're getting on late and let's say you're in the last row of the plane and you see a bag spot halfway down, if you're getting late on the plane and you see any spot, take it. Yeah. Throw your bag up, even if it's not that convenient, because chances are by the time you get to the end, it's not there. Yeah. You got to get while the getting's good. Yeah. Another, another flight one. Um, a lot of times, and this is especially true almost always internationally, you want to fly from Australia, right? Almost every country in the world you're going to, you've got to fly pretty far distance over the ocean, some ocean. Um, now, Qantas doesn't fly everywhere. So if you're look, but they fly lots of places. But let's say you're looking to fly to an island in, I don't know, Greece, yeah. right? The chances that there's an airline that flies from Australia to some city and then direct to some island in Greece is pretty low. There might be one or two airlines that make that route. So if you're trying to fly somewhere international and it's not a major city, don't look online for the flights to where you're going. So in the case of Greece, let's say you want to go to Santorini. If you look from Sydney to Santorini, there's probably one, maybe two airlines that will fly from Sydney all the way and make a connection to Santorini with a partner, et cetera. But there are a bunch of airlines in Europe that fly from Paris to Santorini and Athens to Santorini and, and Rome to Santorini for $40, $50. So when you're trying to fly to a, a place that's a little bit far away and not a major city, buy your ticket to the city and then buy a to separate ticket things. to where you want to go. Yep. Now, you will leave a little bit of extra time because you will need to go collect your bags because they're not going to transfer automatically over if you checked bags. Um, but when you look from the States to an island in Greece or an island in you know the South Pacific, lots of places, the tickets can be, I've seen people save, go from like a $3,000 ticket to a $1,200 ticket mm-hmm. because you're just limiting the number of airlines. Whereas to fly to Paris from uh, you know Sydney, there's probably 10 airlines that you can get to Paris with. Yeah. And for those who are new to flying and travel, it's all about the airline networks. So Qantas is in one world. Yep. So I usually fly American internal because I get my Qantas points for, by doing that and my status credits. But if I have to fly, so I've got to fly next, on Wednesday next week, I'm flying from Nashville to Columbus, Ohio to stay there to see friends. I've got to go with Sprint. Is it Spirit or Sprint? Spirit. Spirit. Mm. That's not in any network. I mean, I've just got to do it. It's the last one. But if I went through One World or Qantas to book the flights, it's going to probably be with American and I'm going to have to go through three other airports. Yeah. Or in many cases, like I don't know if there's a one world airline. There might be one one world airline that flies to islands in Greece or flies to an island in Thailand. Maybe there's none. Mm. So you search for one world and they're like, oh, we don't have anything. Uh, so I always say, book your flight internationally to the main gateway. Yeah. You could check both. If it's cheap to go both, of course. Yeah. But if, you, if it, you're like, wow, it's expensive, look to the closest big city. And then just buy a $50 ticket, $100 ticket in between. And just on flying and points, um, in the US, from what I've gathered, I haven't traveled uh, Europe with points. I can only speak to the US. So if you're coming up here to do your New York thing or your LA or Disneyland and all that, you get more bang for your buck with points in the States. So I'll give you an example. When I go back to LA from CBUS, I... I've got a rule in my life and don't at me, everyone. You'd do it too if you had the money. Anything over three hours, I fly business class because I just it's not about the seat length in front of me. It's about the space beside me, right? So to fly one way from Bus down to LA, because I do what you do. I book my main gateway, which is LA, and then I do my flights where possible, um, 
sometimes a bit more doing one legs rather than returns, but, you know, this time I've had to do a heap of one ways. It's like 1,300 Australian or 1,400 Australian. Yeah, it was like 900 US business yeah. class or first in America, they call it, from CBUS to LA. Now, I went on the Qantas website and had a look through their reward seat and their partner railways uh, in America is American. It was only 40,000 points to fly business class from CBUS to LA, which is really cheap, like in comparison to Australia. Like, I'll give you an example. I think it was to upgrade to business on an hour flight, Melbourne to Sydney, it was 40,000 Qantas points. Oh, wow. And that's an hour flight. So more bang for your buck in the States. I think, and then what I did, I had to do, I had to, I wanted to leave the Sunday, but I didn't want to pay. I had to use points and they only did it on the Saturday. So I just did the Saturday with points and got a nice hotel in LA at Marina Del Rey at the Marriott there. And it was the spread on it. It was still cheaper to use the points and get a nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I think the challenge with using your points and look, Qantas points are great. Sometimes I transfer my points to Qantas to book flights. Yeah. Um, even if they're not going to Australia, like, you know, yeah, a, lot, a lot of the American Express lets you transfer points to different airlines. Um, the challenge is the, some airlines, just the availability for points is just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, wow, I want to go this day, it's 40,000. Tomorrow, it's 100,000. Um, so the trick with points is you just have to be flexible with something. Yeah. Are you flexible with where you're going? Are you flexible with when you're going? If you have a little bit of flexibility, you can get outsized value. If you don't have a lot of flexibility, it can be tough. You have to get lucky. Um, yeah, and that goes back to that planning thing in my little monologue-esque at the front of the episode. Like, if you're not planned, you'll often have to pay more. Yep. But if you plan and go, okay, we can be flexible, you might get better value. Or if you, a lot of airlines in the last two weeks, they open up their inventory of free tickets. Mm. So again, this is the, you either have to plan or you have to not plan at all. So my wife and I have had trips where we say, we're, we, we couldn't find anything we wanted to do uh, right now, good points deals. So we're just going to wait and we're going to decide a week before we leave where we're going. So one time we were like, we're going to go to Hungary. We're going to Budapest. Like, that's the plan. But we didn't know that until the week before. Mm. But the deals are amazing. So. Yeah, so if you've got some flexibility at your workplace, you might decide to say, hey, I want to go on a holiday. I want two weeks of annual leave. Work are cool with me being pretty flexible. Maybe try and get the flight deals and then book in your leave around the deals and the destination yeah. rather than saying, I've got to go this two weeks in October. So, or you could say, I'm going to go two weeks in October. I'm just going to wait until October to figure out where I'm going. That's right. And the universe will provide, hey, we're going to take a quick break and pay the bills. We'll be right back after this and talk about some more hacks. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, we're back. Just finishing on another practical hack. In the States, you know, tipping's big over here, right? Like, you've got to tip everything. Where it's, it's just burned in in Australia. I wish, I wish we were more like you. So, 
you can sometimes, and you've got to do this with a smile, with fun, and be chill. You can go someplace, and sometimes it doesn't work. It didn't work last night. I tried it. Right? There was seven of us. We went to, um, uh, or six of us, whatever. We went to Cheesecake Factory because, like, we just want, you know, lots of options. Chill. Anyway, we rocked up, and there was a forty-minute wait for a table. And I said to, her, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, would maybe a hundred dollars, you know, help? <laughs> and she's like, oh no, I can't because the system does it. But I was in Nashville once and we were at a karaoke bar and my mate Nico wanted to go and do a karaoke song and he went up and there was an, like an hour and a half wait. You put your name down and then they, the DJ would manually go, all right, next we've got Nick and he's doing Mustang Sally, which he's won a karaoke competition in Australia for singing Mustang Sally. It's his song. I said to Nick, go up there and ask him if, you know, 20 bucks would make the hour go away. And he did it and it worked. I love it. I, so, I hear it works at Vegas hotels really well. If you ever sure. go to Las Vegas, you're yeah. checking in. You're like, hey, you know, is there any upgrades? I could, you know, would $20 give me an upgrade or something? I've never tried it. Yeah. Uh, but you've just got, the thing is you've got to do it with not an arrogance, not an, an, an entitlement, but a bit jovial and fun because a lot of the time it might not work, but sometimes it will. And just be having a good attitude, whether it's with the front desk agent at a hotel, whether it's with checking in for an airline, you know, I would find that, you know, if you go up and your bag's a little overweight and you're just a nice person, sometimes they don't care. You're not nice, you're screwed. They're yeah. never going to help you out. Um, okay, before we move off of travel, yeah. I got two quick ones. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of hacks. You know, I got yeah. all of them. Um, you got all the hacks. Two, two things. So one is if you're booking an Airbnb, but let's say you're going to a vacation destination and you're booking, you know, a place for your family, it's nice. Take the image that most represents the place you're booking. Copy the image, save it to your computer. Go to Google image search and search for that image. And what Google will do is they'll say, where is this image elsewhere on the internet? And so I found, we went to Mexico and we were renting this house. So, wait, wait, sorry. So you can upload an image and search the image? Yeah, so I did this once. It was really, this is kind of creepy for everyone listening. Yeah. Like, let's say I took a picture of you. Yes. And I was like, God, I forgot your name. I'll yeah. just upload a picture of you. Now, it doesn't work as well with... It sometimes works even if it's your picture, but it works even better if it's the same picture. Yes. And it turns out, if you own a house that you rent and you want to list it on six sites, you're not going to take six sets of pictures. You're going to use the same set of pictures. So Google's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know where that photo is. That photo is also on this other villa rental house website. Well, it turns out Airbnb might not be the cheapest. So, so we found the same villa we found on Airbnb somewhere else for 20% less just by taking that picture and saying, hey, Google, find me everywhere this picture exists on the internet. And there you go, peeps. That's why you held on after the break, <laughs> let me made 20 cents from an ad, and then you got that hack because that's awesome, right? Yeah. Using that data. And Google Flights, uh, you know, it's Yeah, my talk to us about Google Flights. So Google Go Flights- Google, Google Flights. <laughs> <laughs> Google Flights is my favorite flight search place. And I've never bought a ticket from Google, right? I still go to the airline website and buy it. But the reason why it's so great is most airline searching websites, you put a from, you put a to, and you got to put a date, and then it tells you what's there. With Google, you could put three froms, you could put five twos, um, and then you can say, I-, I don't even have dates. And they'll just give you a calendar that you can click through and say, okay, if I want to go from, let's say you're trying to save money, you're trying to get to the States, you want to go to the West Coast. You could probably put Sydney and Melbourne and go to LAX and SFO. Maybe you can fly to Seattle. I'm not sure all the direct routes. So now you're like, oh, there's potentially seven different routes. Oh, it's just, yeah, Sydney, San Fran, and Dallas is around. Okay, so Dallas. Yep. You put all those in, and then you can scroll through the calendar. Maybe you say one up to one stop or nonstop. You scroll through the calendar, and you're like, oh, when is it cheapest to do that? Mm. Um, whereas a lot of places, you'd have to do five or six searches. That's handy. Yeah, I might like actually use that because it's just they're just getting the API aggregate data, right? And it's just filtering it. And you could probably filter by airline. So you can filter by airline. You can filter by stops. You can filter by length. You're yeah. like, I'm willing to take a stop, but I'm not willing to, for a 32-hour thing where I fly to Taiwan and I sit there for mm. you know two days. Like That's mm. not okay. Yeah. So I love that. You can also say, from Sydney, to I don't care. You leave the two blank. You put some dates in, say, March 1st to March 9th. And then it'll where, just show you a map. Where is fate going to take us on our vacation? And you just browse a map of the world wow. and say, oh, I'm willing to change planes once. One stop from Sydney in March. And you just browse around the map and say, oh, wow, 
it's really cheap to go to Singapore. It's probably always cheap to go to Singapore. It's pretty close. I know yeah. there's a lot of cheap airlines there, but maybe it's cheap to go to India. Maybe it's cheap to go to Africa right now. You just browse by, you don't know where you're going. Every other website, it's like, you need to know all the details. Google, you can give it some flexibility. I mean, come on, it's Google. They're good at find, taking all the information yeah. and making it easy. So I, I do all my flight searches on Google. Obviously, like you said, book it with the airline. The last thing you want to do is book a flight and then have to call some website like Cheapo, Cheapo Air to change your flight. Um, when you do it with the hotel, with the airline or the hotel, they make it really easy. And just a, a, another travel hack for the business owners. Uh, we've signed up to the Qantas Business Rewards and it's free to sign up with. You use your ABN. They basically, they're buying your email address to send you marketing for like business insurance and all that stuff. Which and they're hoping you'll, you'll tell all of your employees to fly them instead yeah. of another airline. Well, this is the cool thing. So for our national tour, last year when we did it, JP and the team was like doing all the individual things and all that. Qantas Business Rewards, you add the employees yep. in with their Qantas frequent flyer number. So JP can book all the business trips and it's all on the one page. Now, the business account gets frequent flyer points. So I get Qantas points on that. You get an 8 to 10% saving on airfares through oh, wow. Qantas Business Rewards. And the individual also gets the points and the status credits. So it really is a good thing. Yeah, almost every... In the States, all the airlines do this. I'm, it's pretty global is that you can create a business account and get extra bonuses. Yeah, and I think I'd never really known about it because I really didn't have a business that I flew staff around a lot. But now because we've got a remote team... And we might do the national tour, fly everyone everywhere, organize all the bookings. And if we do a day session, fly everyone in for a day or something like that, it's just a really good hack that you can save money on tickets. And the Qantas Business Rewards call center is faster and easy to get into than the main thing. Now, I'm hoping that United Airlines isn't listening to this podcast, but I, I hate United. Well, I've got my United business account also. Yeah. And when I had a company, I added some employees. And then I realized there's no checking so then every time I met someone, I was like, can you just give me your United number? I've got 45 people on my United business account. I don't even have employees anymore. Wow. And, and, and because it doesn't take away their rewards, there's nothing lost for them. Wow. So if you've got friends, if you're listening to this and you don't have a business link with your client, send, send in your number. Wow. <laughs> and finally, before we move on to some other hacks, you know the back of the seat on like the A320s or whatever? And they've when they don't have the camera or the the video screen, and they've got that little strip that says like tablets only, one kilo weight, with your phone and your um, your case. I get the magazine that's in the back of the book. I go to a page that's an ad because I don't want to rip something out if someone wants to read it. I rip a strip of the paper out, so it's like an A4 strip of the gloss undo my phone case, use that as a bow around the back of the seat thing, Ooh. clip it to the back of the seat inside my phone case, and then my phone hangs there and I've got a phone holder. I like it. Yeah. When I, I like flew it. from Perth to Sydney recently, I had um, I was in row one and I knew that it was a bulkhead and there was like the, just the wall in front of me. Uh, I took some gaff and, you know, unpeeled it because they won't let you take gaff on carry-on because you can tie people up and do naughty things. But I, I did a bit of gaff and I gaffed my case to the wall and then clipped my phone in. And then I had my phone at, for a four and a half hour flight hung up on the wall. Yeah, I mean, or you got your electrical tape, strip of paper and some Well, you need, yeah, the gaff's usually stronger. But um, yeah, so you can make your own little uh, TV phone holder with uh, some paper from the magazine. I like it. If needed. Or you can clip it into like the tray thing. Um, so yeah, makes it really easy. So you're not holding your phone, looking down. Yep. So you said you're a busy guy. Uh, just talk to us. I, I can see a, a wedding ring on. Tell us about like family situation. Yeah. Yeah. I've What's got, family and home life look like? Yeah. So I've got a job, I've got a podcast, I've got a wife and I've got two kids. So what's your day job? So I work at a company called Wealthfront. Right. Um, oh. We're an automated investing platform. I've, do you want to know a random story? Okay. I'll tell you after this. Go on. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm a product manager. I build products. Uh, I, I had a startup before 
um, that Wealthfront acquired, which was helping fin- people do financial planning. Mm. So we worked with a bunch of millennials and we paired financial advisors with software to make it really affordable for people to answer all the questions like, what do I do with my money? That was the business. Went to Wealthfront and um, they had a vision for this thing called self-driving money, which was like, how do you automate and optimize all your finances with software? And they were like, come here and build that. Mm. Um, so that's my day job. But then I started this podcast and now you know I got that and family, two kids, two months or three months old and two years old. Yeah, so you're in the fun time. Yes. Um, so what are some of the, I guess, your own personal productivity hacks that you like? I went to one of your sessions and you said that you're a spreadsheet junkie. Uh, and I love spreadsheets. They're the most powerful software you can get. You can do so much with a spreadsheet. Although yep. I've moved I've moved a lot of spreadsheets to a piece of software called Notion. Right. Um, which is like, allows you to, I would say Notion is like Google Docs plus spreadsheets that are actually more like databases. So you can reference them between different spreadsheets yeah, sure. and, you know, do different stuff. It's but like I love my, I'm having flashbacks of Microsoft Access. Access. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going there. I, I was like, I was, so you and Joel, right, uh, from um, How To Money. Yep. I'm like, because how old are you? I'm 38. Yeah, and I think Joel's 38 as well. I'm like, you guys are the American Glenn. <laughs> like, I'm just see me and both of you. Um, yeah, that's funny how we both knew access. And if you're not 38 years old or older, you probably have no idea. And you don't need to learn it. And you don't you need just, to learn just it. Forget everything we said for the yeah, last 60 seconds. Right. Um, so I like to organize all of, all of my information somewhere. So if I'm trying to plan a trip, if I'm trying to organize life, everything. When it comes to just thinking about how to manage it all, I'm a big calendar audit fan. Mm. So I like to go back and say, how did I... Well, first of all, I like to use my calendar. Um, I like to go back in time and say, how, what, how did I use my calendar, my week last week? Because I think you can learn a lot going back in time and looking at how you spent your time. Um, so that's one. I like to do that. I like to block time for things I'm doing. Like, put, I'm going to solve this problem. So I'm not as much of the to-do list where it's like I've got 50 things to do. It's mm. like either I need to do it So I'll schedule time to do it or I don't need to do it and I'll just delete it. And it'll come back if it's important. Um, Just quickly, have you met Mindy? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. Hi, Mindy. (laughs) This is what happens in a dynamic podcasting environment, everyone. We have friends that walk past. Mindy, what's your podcast called again? Bigger Pockets Money. Bigger Pockets Money. Yep. Yes. So that's one I like to do. The other one, and I think this is really helpful, both for things that you and your partner don't like doing or just things for you don't like doing, I'm a big outsourcing fan. Mm. So um, you don't like cleaning the house? That seems like a great thing to outsource. Obviously, you have to have the time and the resources. You know, It's not for everyone. It costs money. Mm. But we went through, once we had kids, we're like, we have no time. So let's find the things that we don't enjoy and let's see if you can find people to do them. But get creative. So we found that we don't have time to cook. Um, kids eat early, <laughs> you know? So like, we were like, who's going to leave work early to cook for our kids? We're like, well, I don't know. We don't have time for this. What, what are the options? I put an ad on Craigslist, which uh, I'm sure- Gumtree Gum or Marketplace. Yep. Exactly. And I said, I'm looking for someone who can cook food. I'll send you some recipes and you could just drop them off in like glass uh, dishes uh, in advance for the week. And it ends up being about halfway between the cost of just buying the groceries yourself and ordering carryout. But you control what's cooked and somebody drops it off on a Monday morning or whatever day. And then it's just a person that likes to cook that's just doing this. Uh, People can't make- see, but my mouth has just been open, hasn't it? Because I'm just yeah. like, hey, if you live around Merriweather or Merriweather Heights and you like cooking and you want to feed your favorite Newcastle-based podcaster, maybe slide into my DM. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been amazing because then now... We can both work. We don't have to leave work early. Oh. We've got home-cooked food. We got to choose what we're eating. But, that's we d- the, but this is the whole thing, right? When it comes to food and money, like stuff, like stuff the money equation, home-cooked is better than takeout. Like, sure. This is a health hack also. Exactly. Like, and I, I called I mean. it like, a time not, management hack. It's I'm a health hack. I'm not cost-sensitive. I am not cost-sensitive, but I care more about the health side of it if I don't have to prep it. Yep. Because I know that if I plan in advance and I say, what do I need to eat next week? It's going to be maybe a salad one night, some chicken one night. I know if it's in the last minute, I'm like, let's get some Indian food. You know, like it's, mm. it's just so much easier. And most carryout is not healthy. Yeah. Um, so that's one I'm a big fan of. And then if there's something you fight with your spouse on and you can outsource it, it's a really good use of money. Another hack on the outsourcing thing, if you're moving house and you hate doing it, 
Just put an ad on Gumtree or Marketplace and be like, hey, I need some people to come and pack up the house, a bit of cash for the day. Yeah. And I'll come and box it. I was blown people, up. People work for money. It's this weird concept. <laughs> we all do it. And people like doing things that we don't like doing. Like I had, um, I think I paid someone once to set up a whole heap of Ikea stuff in my financial planning office. Yep. Just come along from Gumtree, spent, you know, half a day setting up all the flat packs. Yeah. I think sometimes we think maybe that there's not a person that does that. The answer is there might not be a person that does that, but there might be a person that would do that. Yeah. Right. There's, there's probably, there are services to cook meals for people, but they're often in-home chefs that cost way more than carry out. Mm. I'm not going to spend the money to have a chef come to my house. It wasn't about the luxurious experience of having a, a chef in my kitchen. It was just about someone cooking meals because I don't have time to cook them. And I know that if I don't cook them, I'm going to end up eating unhealthy and spending more money. Mm. So, and, and another fun, this is just a little fun food hack. Um, I'm not the most healthy person when my wife cooks unhealthy things. Mm. She has all the self-control in the world. So she's like, I'm baking cookies. I'm baking bread. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's not do that. And she's like, well, it's not my problem that you don't have self-control. And so I would, I used to just be like, okay, I'm going to eat 13 cookies. And it was a bad, bad situation. Now I just give myself permission to eat as much as I want in five minutes. Oh, and that's a good it's one. like a little hack where you're like, I can have this cookie, but I can have it in five minutes. And almost every time I feel good because I gave myself the permission to have the cookie, but in five minutes I got distracted doing something else and I didn't come back. I thought your health hack was just get a gastric band. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, this one's way cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> I need that. Um, so that's one. Any yeah. other productivity things that, I'm a huge uh, like productivity junkie on my computer. Mm. So I just did a, a podcast recently where I went through every bit of software I use, things to move tabs around your screen, things to you know make it easier to find stuff on your computer, like all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're a Windows user, there's an app called BlueStacks. Um, and if you're a Mac user and you have an M1 or an M2 Mac, um, it works. You, you can actually install iPhone apps. So the cool thing, BlueStacks is an Android emulator. Um, I found that there are a handful of apps when I'm working on my computer that I want to use that are on my phone. And just the context switching of phone to computer is just crazy. But you can actually just install the iPhone or the iOS or the Android apps on your computer um, for software that doesn't have that. So for us, it was a baby monitor. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to check in on my daughter. Um, I just installed the iPhone app. If you're listening, uh, Tim Cook, can you make iMessage an app that can be installed on Windows oh. and on Android phones? I just saw a, Thanks, Tim. a YouTube video about this last night. Mm. And well, did you know Tim listens to the show? No. Maybe he doesn't. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, and now I know that he doesn't. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, there was an earnings release from Apple where in it they acknowledged that having iMessage not on other platforms locks people into the, the ecosystem yeah. and that it's not something they have any interest in doing. That um, makes sense because like my friends and I, like we've all got an iPhone because we've got a group message. Yeah. And if someone in that group switched to Android, yeah, you're, you're just dead to us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're out. No okay, more bye. green bubble. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a great video called like blue versus green bubbles that uh, Mark, uh, Marquise Brownlee did. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, I mean, like when it comes to productivity, it's it's trying to find time for deep work, not multitasking. Those things are like, mm. you know, you, you got to train yourself. So don't try to work for two hours, but try to work for 30 minutes with no distraction. This is a dumb hack. And because I'm a dummy, because I get distracted easy, I just remove the distraction. So if I'm going to do some work, I'll just close my, because uh, we use Google Suite or whatever they call it now, Gmail, not the business one. G Suite. G Suite. I was old where it used to be called Google Apps. Yeah. Um, so I've used all, always. So I just closed the browser tab, all my emails and calendar yep. if I want to do some deep work. That's a dumb basic hack. Yeah. But it freaking works. And I will say the more that we're working from home now, like all my team are remote, right? I would really encourage you to use, and I'm pretty sure Windows definitely has it. Mac probably does as well. Set up a desktop for work and play. Like a different yeah, layout and everything. Yeah, so yep. like on Windows, I think you just four fingers up on my Surface yep. and it toggles the thing and you can toggle between the workspaces. Yep. Set one up so it's during the work day and you're on that, have a different background, have different shortcuts, have different start menu bar and all that crap 
And then when you've finished work, toggle out of that desktop or you might use a different login. I don't know. But just create that digital separation for your own mindset because that same laptop that you might be using for work, guess what? You're in bed at night watching Netflix on it. Trust me. So I think it's important to do that separation of church and state for your own um, digital clarity. Yeah, the greatest feature Apple launched recently was it, this do not disturb mode that syncs between your computer and your phone. Yeah, that's good. So when I want to work, I turn it on, my phone stops ringing, uh, my computer has no notifications and I can get stuff done. One thing I'll say, I, I interviewed uh, Nir Eyal, who wrote a book called Indistractable, mm. which is how to learn to fight distraction. Mm. And one of the tactics he gave me was, you have to learn to get comfortable with it, but first you just have to learn to recognize it. So when you notice that it urge to go and do something else, just pause for a minute. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you can succumb to it in the moment, but pause and be like, what does it feel like when I'm getting distracted? And by actually pausing and feeling what what that feels like, you learn to acknowledge it. And then you can learn later, after mm. you learn what it is, how to avoid it. We're rapidly running out of time. Ugh, I got more. Do you want to give us three more random hacks? Ooh. And then we're going to do an exercise with both of us and the group. Okay. Okay, I got three. Three more My random hacks. Three. They can be anything. It could be, hell, you might say, I... I'm a credit card junkie. Whatever. I don't care at this point. Do okay. your three favorite hacks. We may have already talked about it. We may not have. Okay. So I'll give three completely different ones. So awesome. one, um, if you're buying something online, um, I'm a big fan. Look, everyone likes a deal. And so I love stacking deals. Mm. So if I'm buying something online, first step, I'm looking, is, is the site I want to buy it on, do they have one of these shopping portals where I can go click a link? Yeah. I, I'm sh I know there's... Yeah, we, we do shop back and cash rewards in Australia. They're our main ones. And Honey, I think. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So you go there. Now you're on the website. Um, now you've got some sites like Honey that you can then find a coupon code for the site. A lot of see time, all the people looking at us when they're walking past? I know. They're like, ooh, who are yeah. these famous ooh. people? Yeah, Just well, two dudes. Yeah. So you can go to Honey, you can get coupon codes. A lot of times now, I find it's really hard to get a coupon code because they're just so easy to find. But every single online store that has a little live chat to talk with someone, I always go in there and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this thing. Are there any deals you could have so I could get this purchase made? And like 50% of the time, I get a coupon that's better than whatever coupon I could find anywhere else. So I get a little coupon there. Now I've got the cash back and the coupon. I love stacking those deals. Um, I also, you know, I, I, we didn't talk about credit cards a lot. I love earning credit card points. So putting the right card in to earn the most points, um, you know, trying to see if, are there three or four ways that I could earn a deal? Um, I've lately started, I don't know if this will work in, in Australia, but why not? People in the US, there's all these coupons that you can't, you don't get online. Like we have a home, home improvement store called Home Depot mm. and they give out 20% off coupons when you go to their webinars. I don't want to go to a webinar. So people sell these Home Depot coupons on our Craigslist, maybe your marketplace, for like two bucks. Wow. So like I always search like, can I buy a coupon? If I can't find one for free, could I just buy one? We, you know, we bought some patio furniture. If I'm going to spend a lot of money, I'll spend $2 on a coupon to save 20%. So I'm always looking for those deals. Before you go on to your next favorite hack, I think it's pretty true. Like in the points thing, so if you've got like Qantas points or whatever... Never, when you're checking out on the website, never do pay with points because that's where you just get screwed. But if you want to cash out your points, whether you've got like a Commonwealth Bank, they've got their own uh, points ecosystem with their home loan package. I think it's often best value. Like sure, if you need a new Dyson vacuum and they're doing a sale and you can do it. But I think I remember the best value would be to cash out with a Visa prepaid credit card. Mm. In the States cashing your points to gift cards and credit cards is always the worst. So okay. I, I don't Maybe know. that's wrong. So in the, check U, it. in the U.S., if you have points, we kind of have two kinds of points. You either have your points with the airline. You got a Qantas points. Yeah. Or you have your points with your bank in the U, like American Express points. Sure. The best use in the banking situation is to transfer them to these airlines because airlines, you can get some really outsized value, especially, seats, especially yeah. with you know business class and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but transferring them to gift cards wasn't wasn't always the best. Okay, so like everything I ever say, have three bags of salt with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, next favorite. Okay. This is a little one. Yeah. But I like it. Mm. Let's say you're in a relationship mm. and you're trying to give some feedback to your partner. 
and you want to say, you know, you're really frustrated. You, you, you have an, like you're mad at me or something. You, it, something that you think someone might take some offense to or you're trying to find a nice way to say it. The thing that I've found that works really well is say, hey, the story I've made up in my head is that you're really stressed out at work and, that, and you're taking it out on me because you're upset that I didn't close the dishwasher or something. And the more you can make it, hey, this, I might be totally making this thing up, but this is how I'm feeling. It diffuses the situation. Whereas if I had said, why are you so pissed at me for leaving the, not doing the dishes? That starts down a dangerous path. Um, yeah, but that's that whole labeling thing. I'm, I'm labeling the problem that you're explicitly linked to. Yep. But you're not going for the throat. Yes. Like, like, so I just say, look, the story I have in my head, which could be totally wrong, is this. Yeah. And and it it makes for having those kind of like potentially intense conversations yeah. just much better. Oh, that's it's awesome. Not, it's not, it doesn't always work. <laughs> um, last one, when you're trying to get a job, this is something that I, I think is globally true, but also globally what people don't usually do. Uh, I've hired lots of people uh, in past roles. And when I was looking for a job, I was like, instead of sending your resume or your CV to a thousand companies, I try really hard to figure out where do I want to work? And the thing is, if you're trying to work at a company that has more than a hundred people, there's a good chance that they could hire you for a role that they don't have listed on their website. So I'm like, find the companies, five, six companies, maybe it's just one or two that you really want to work at and try to really stand out. Try to find some way to add value to that company. Um, if you're trying to get a sales job at a company, go sell their product for them. Um, go make a YouTube video about how easy their product is to use. Send it to the sales manager and say, hey, I love your product so much. Here's three people that I'd love to introduce you to that I think would be willing to buy this product because I actually just started doing sales for you. I made this video explaining it. And you know, as a hiring manager, as someone who's hired lots of people, very few people like really want to work at your company. And it's, and it's so funny because when you're looking for a job, you're like, oh, I just want a job. And when you're hiring people, you're like, I just want an employee. Yet it's still difficult to find that connection. But most people are just looking for jobs. And when you're hiring, I will take an interview with anyone who loves my company, anyone who really wants to be there. And it's really hard to do that for a thousand companies, right? It would take you forever. So pick the two or three companies you want to work at the most and find some way to add value to that company um, and show them that you care. I, I once made a presentation about location-based services. I really wanted to work at this uh, technology company right after the iPhone 3GS came out. And I was like, ooh, ooh location <laughs> is going to be cool. There's GPS and phones. I looked back now you know, almost a decade or two later. And I was like, wow, that presentation was horrible. It was totally useless. The information, it was totally not, the company had no value of it. But how many applicants are building 20 slide presentations about anything related to your company? Like yeah. they hired me not because the presentation was good, but because I actually showed a genuine commitment and interest to what they were doing. And most employees don't have that. And if there's a company you want and you can prove to them that you have that, I think they're much more likely to take a chance on you. I um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. When I hired Jessica Naus, we had a coffee at um, Westfield Katara at Espresso Warriors. I remember. I, I had weird details for that. Anyway, I was talking to her. She hadn't even got the job yet. And I said, yeah, I just want, because she was like my first producer hire. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'd like to get a system where I'm like a couple of weeks ahead because when I first started the podcast, I was the, the host, the editor, the producer, the guest, yeah, checker, the scheduler, like I did everything. Like, and I said, yeah, I'd like to get a couple of weeks in advance. And she's like, well, why not six weeks? And then after the interview, she sent me a spreadsheet. Like, hey, I did this spreadsheet. Take it or leave it. With if you don't, even if you don't hire me, but I think this would really work for um, your scheduling and planning. I'm like, that's the crap that stands out. Like, how many people? And she now works for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, she pretty much got the job as soon as she opened a trap anyway. But like, it's just, she didn't know that. But it's the stuff that stands out. Yeah. Most employees are looking for a job at lots of companies and don't have the time to stand out. Mm. Look, it, it's, it's not going to work every time. But if there's a company you really want to work at, I think it's going to really help. Mm. And when you when you do get that job, you know, 
I, I assume that you can negotiate your offers, uh, you know, in Australia as well. So totally. But don't forget that it's not just salary, right? It's maybe it's how much vacation time you have. Maybe it's how much time you, how flexible your work is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's whether you can travel and work from remote areas or work from home two days a week, or even things like there are companies in the U.S. and I assume Australia where maybe you're able to negotiate that they'll reimburse you to go to an industry conference each year. Just, you know, there's one vector of uh, negotiation of, like, salary that everyone focuses on. I did the opposite for my team. I'm like, I'll take you to FinCon. Uh, It's costing me basically $8,000 a person. And (laughs) six months ago, I was like, you can do it. It's costing me $8,000. But if you leave the business within the next 18 months before September next year, you've got to pay back $5,000. Wow. So, from a business perspective... Like, I want to invest in my team, absolutely, but I need a bit of a return on that investment and I need some buy-in from them. Yeah, but these are the kinds of things as an employee. Because what's good for the geese is good for the gander. And yeah, you pitch that as an employee. Imagine an employee comes to you and says, hey, I, I think I should be making, you know, X dollars more. Mm. And then you say, great. How about if you're here one year, we can talk about it. Um, or, or, you know, I want this thing you know, you could do the kind of thing you did. So I just think people always just go in and they're like, I need more, more pay. Mm. And there's just all these other things that are on the table. Look, negotiate your pay for sure, but also negotiate the other things. And yeah, it's, it's a really good discussion. I want to finish maybe with one of my all time favorite hacks. It's a hack that doesn't cost any money. The best kind. It's a hack that will improve your life to no end. It will improve almost every area of your life. It's this, a, this is where you're pitching the book? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's a book called Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. Um, it is a hack that will make you a better person. It will be a hack that will get you more in tune and synced with life. It will. It's a hack that will end up making you more money because you'll be more dialed in with your life. Do you know what the hack is? I thought you were going to go to like get more sleep, but in bed before 10 p.m. Okay. And what I do, because a good night, we all know this. So I've got in my room, I don't have a seal, like a, a down lights like this. No, no, no. It, you either get a lamp, everyone, or what I do in my room, I've got a Google um, Home little screen one that's got my clock. I've got a Lif FX light strip that's LED. Um, the color, it's not like 5,000K light temperature. It's like a warm yep. white. When I go to my room and turn the lights on, it's at 30%. So if I'm going to bed by 10, 10.30, I'll go into my room. Another hack, I don't have a, a TV in my room and I rarely, rarely, rarely watch TV in bed or on my laptop. Yeah. Very rarely. So my room is for sleeping. So what I do before bed, I'll go in. Hey, Google, lights on. Sorry for everyone who just had all their lights turned on. Uh, it does happen. Sorry. And they turn on at 30%. So it's a bit dark. But once you get in there and your body customizes, it starts to trigger your body that, it's low light. Yeah. Must be time for bed soon. And just that half an hour before bed, maybe read a book, read something. If you're going to read on your phone, make sure it's the brightness is down and you've got the true tone like, color yeah. or whatever it is. And don't just get into bed and try and go to sleep. Just have that half an hour or 20 minutes being awake in a low light environment. Yep. Because that will make you go to bed, fall asleep faster. And then what I do... I do my half hour thingy, get up, go to the toilet, little wee wee for bed, bed, and drink a glass of water because you're about to go on a seven to eight hour adventure and I need to make sure I'm hydrated. Yeah, that's why, I mean, this is to link your thing to travel, people that go on a long flight and they're like, oh, I'm about to get to get some sleep. Let's get a, a beer or a glass of wine on the plane. There is nothing to make your. So I have. I'm wearing an aura ring. Yes, which tracks your sleep. Nothing makes my sleep worse than drinking before bed. It is so bad. My heart rate's off. My temperature's off. The quality of the sleep's off. Um, Look, drinking's fun, 
sometimes, mm. uh, but it makes you sleep like crap. Yeah, I had an aura ring, but I just don't like wearing jewelry. I mean, if there was a device that I could insert into my skin, I'd probably do it. But like, you need eight sleep. What's that? So this company, Eight Sleep, um, they make a mattress topper. Oh. And it sits on top of your mattress. And it not only tracks your sleep, your heart rate variability, but it can heat and cool your mattress. I need to cool it. I'm a hot sleeper. Yeah, so you can say, set my mattress to 60. I'll get that uh, off you. Uh, what is it called? Eight. Eight sleep. Yeah. It's oh. not cheap, but um, but you look at the math and you're like, I'm going to spend eight hours, seven hours a day for the rest. Oh, like, here's another hack. Invest in your mattress, people. Yes. Like- you spend a third of your day in bed. And also, if you sit at a desk all day... Invest in a good chair. I've got a hard capsico, or, or uh, what do they call Ergonomic chair. Yeah. It was 1600 Australian, but I spend almost the same amount of time in that chair sometimes as on my mattress. Yeah. So why wouldn't I spend $1,000 on a good chair? And if you're using it for work at home, because a lot of us are working remote now, to me, check with the accountant, but I'm probably right... That's a deductible, a deductible business expense because you only use it for work. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. We, we go to dinner and we're like, oh, it's easy to spend 100 And then you're like, well, my, you know, one time, gone. Mm. And it's like a chair. It took me a while to appreciate things that I use a lot that seem basic. Mattresses, if you, chairs. If you travel a lot in your car, here's a hack. Get a good car with a good seat with lumbar support. Like, all this stuff. And these are the one percenters that I have in my life that really help optimize my little sleep down routine, my little have a good chair, have a good mattress. Yep. And you might be starting out financially and you're not there yet, but that's maybe can be a goal one day. Once you get your emergency fund, once you're out of debt, then we can say, okay, sleep is really important for me. I'm going to buy a $100 LED strip. You don't need a, a Google Nest or whatever I've got. Just connect it through your phone. It doesn't just, even doesn't even have to be a hundred dollars. Like they, they whatever these strips now. I've seen. I bought lights. I'd still have confession. I still have lights in my ceiling in my bedroom, mm. but I replaced them with LED lights that were like twenty bucks, and they have a, a adjustable yeah. temperature, so yeah. I can make them very warm. So yeah. So all this stuff, sleep will just change your life. That's that is my absolute life hack, and I know this more explicitly because for many years I had undiagnosed sleep apnea. And I was waking up with a headache. I was waking up in a bad mood. I was, my mood was all over the place. I'd fall asleep in the car driving an hour on the highway. And it changed my life. And if you have a good night's sleep and you drink lots of water, keep hydrated, this is all basic crap. You got, will start to improve your life. I got one little more sleep one. I haven't, I, I haven't tried this, but it came up in a podcast about health. Mm. Have you taped your mouth? No, I don't need to. Okay. I don't need to either. Because I use the sleep apnea machine oh, okay. and breathe through my nose. So my mouth automatically just okay. stays closed. Well, I've heard this tip a lot that nose breathing when you're sleeping is so much better for your body, your it system. Is. It is. Because you get more air in. More air in and your mouth isn't dried out and everything. And so someone on a podcast was like, oh, you should just tape your mouth. I'm like, are you serious? And then uh, I never tried it. And about a week ago, this company, great branding, uh, weird on the credit card, uh, this company, Hostage Tape is what it's called, uh, sent me this, they sent me a roll of tape and said, hey, we want you to check it out. I heard your episode. You were talking about sleep t- tape in your mouth. You've never tried it. It's waiting for me when I get home. Mm. Um, but it's just like a strip of tape that's like designed for your mouth to, you know, mm. scotch tape probably wouldn't work. Uh, put tape over your mouth, forces you to sleep out of your nose. Everyone I know that does this says it's great. Uh, I will, I'll have to let you know. I'm about to say something that could be inaccurate. So please fact check this. I'm not a medical person and all that blatantly spreading lies here but I also heard so I had a bilateral septoplasty years ago so they go in and tape uh, they cut out all the cartilage that's blocking your airways and all that right Vince Vince Uh, sorry he's walking past Um, and I heard actually there's a book called Breathe or something like that Yeah, James Nestor yeah that's the one and I, I, I did read that I'm like, oh, we've got a book on how to breathe now, have we? But I think what it was with the nose breathing, if the more you breathe through your nose, there's less of a chance of the cartilage building up. Ah. Because there's your body knows that there's more traffic through there. So the it's like, you know, weeds aren't growing on the dirt track that the cows use or whatever. Yeah. So 
that's probably that could be grossly inaccurate, but because I use the CPAP machine and breathe only through my mouth when I sleep, only through your nose, only through my nose. Sorry, and I close my mouth. I feel really like, yeah, like it's really good. Yeah. Um, but if you don't need a CPAP machine, get strip a tape. Search online. Yep. No uh, mouth tape. Ma- mouth sleeping. tape. Something like that. Yeah. I'm and just not try be it. Expensive. Like you could try duct tape too, but I, I would imagine oh, mouth yeah, tape. If you want to get a mouth tape, a, might a be better in the morning. But uh, Chris Hutchins, all the hacks. Thanks so much for hanging out at FinCon and yeah, joining us on My Millennial Money. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If people want more hacks, I got them. Go find the podcast. All the hacks. Actually, let's try something. If you have a favorite hack I want you to let us know but you've got to be an Apple user got to hit five star and put in the comment I love the hack episode my favorite hack is put it in there and we'll read it in a couple of weeks yeah use those Amazon reviews on Amazon or Apple use those Apple reviews awesome alright guys thanks for listening and if you found this episode interesting is there someone that you could send it to that they might find it interesting as well bye We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 